Hello and welcome to the McGettin' Fries Movie Reviews. Hey, I'm Gavin. And I'm Ian Mac. Ian, yeah, Ian McNally. I'm Gavin Yap, so that's how we sort of came up with the whole McGettin' Fries thing. It was a whole bunch of other things that we were trying to call ourselves. We weren't entirely sure what to call ourselves. Lethal Goonies was, uh, was uh, up there. What's the other one? Gospel according to McGap. Yeah, it's rubbish. Yeah, but, you know, that, 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 that was never going to get very far. So, anyway. So, yeah, we're basically... We saw a gap in the market for a podcast or fucking giving opinions on movies that come out here in Malaysia on the times. Basically, we're two guys that just uh, talk shit about movies all the time, and we're kind of sad because uh, we, we tend to know certain little details about movies that other people don't really know, and people kind of think we're a little kind of freaky because of it. So, you know, we just got tired of talking shit to each other all the time, like, uh, you know, like, while, while getting drunk, you know, not, not really doing anything productive, just talking shit about movies. So we figured we'd share it with a whole bunch of other people and talk shit about movies with each other and let you listen to it. Share it with you. That's right. This is all for you. This is a selfless act. It's important that you understand that. Yeah, we're not doing it for page hits or massive Google millionaire money or anything. Yeah, I mean, all of it, I mean, we're both pretty well off already, so we, we don't really care about money. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding, just kidding. We're, 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 we're good struggling people, just like yourself. <laughs> so this is our first podcast. It's going to be completely all off the wall and we'll obviously, as the weeks go by, hopefully this should be weekly. Uh, as week goes by, we'll try and get more. It'll definitely be weekly, and we'll try and get a bit more professional. We'll try, yeah, we'll try and get better at it. Yeah, this is our first time, so just bear with us. Anyway, first we're gonna open up with what's uh, opening this week. Oh well, we're from Malaysia, by the way. Yeah, all this will be tagged as Malaysia. Shall I? <laughs> okay, great. Anyway, opening uh, August seventh, we have uh, Twenty One. Wow, uh, it stars uh, Jim Sturgis, who is in Across the Universe. Kate Bosworth, who is in uh, Titanic with capes, or as some of you may know it, uh, Superman Returns. <laughs> you know, I'm still pissed at Brian Singer because of that fucking movie. <laughs> and also, uh, uh, yeah, with uh, Kevin Spacey and Lawrence Fishburne. It's uh, directed by Robert Luketic, who uh, also directed Legally Blonde. <laughs> we also have Forgetting Sarah Marshall. <clears throat> That's where the Judd Apatow team, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So, Who's I've heard it? great things about it. There's a... Uh, English DJ in it called Russell Brand who basically plays himself and he is a lunatic mm -hmm. so I'll hopefully be catching that this week yeah I saw 21 I'll be reviewing that a little later uh, after that uh, what's also opening is Meet Dave the new Eddie Murphy movie um, I won't say it's a comedy or a drama it's just the new Eddie, Eddie Murphy, Murphy movie, movie. <laughs> uh, also we have Rogue which is an alligator movie, which is always good fun, because even the ones that are shit are good. I didn't realize it was an alligator. I was looking at that thing, and I have no idea what this movie is, which doesn't show well about my knowledge of it. At first I thought it was the, the fucking Jet Li, Jason Statham movie. Oh, yeah. Because didn't that have like a similar, like, Rogue... Was that War or something? It was like, in, some, was... in some places it was called War, in other places it was called, like, Rogue Assassin or some shit. We'll have to do a feature on that later, weird fucking names now for movies in different places. Yeah, that's, yeah that, 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 that's always been, like... I've never understood that. I didn't realize it was an alligator movie until I went to see The Mummy, and... It was like a giant alligator on the poster. Well, I, was sort of, I was just kind of like, uh, you know, stealing an hour from work to go to the toy shop. <clears throat> I drove past the billboard and saw like a huge fucking alligator with Rogue. So I was like, yeah, I, I, I guess that's it. Uh, but I am sort of interested in this movie for the sole reason that it's directed by the same guy who directed Wolf Creek, mm. which uh, was a kick-ass movie. I heard a lot about it, but I never actually saw that. So you never saw Wolf you. Creek? Have you got it? Yeah, I've got it. You've got, you got to see it. It's fucking good. I mean, it's tense. It's fucked up. It's, it's Australian. <laughs> Uh, uh, we also have a Japanese action comedy called Shaolin Girl that's opening. I know absolutely fuck all about this movie. Yeah, well, I know anything about this movie. I, mean, I don't know a damn thing. I saw the poster. Okay. Uh, I didn't even see the poster. You know? I mean, like, that's, that's how sad I am. Uh, also, uh, lastly, we have Susok, which is a Malay movie. It's a horror mystery thriller. And that's all you know about that. Um, well. No, well, 
Well, I, I don't know too much about it. I've seen I've seen the poster. The poster looks uh, you know pretty suggestive. You know in that in that sort of Muslim way. All oh, right. Um, but uh, Ida Arena is in it, and Ida Arena is worth is worth the price of admission. She's fucking hot. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, I mean, like uh, I don't know. I mean, she's she's an older woman, but I got no problem with that whatsoever. Also, because we're catching up, we'll review the Mummy Three: Tomb of the Dragon Empire. Emperor. Dragon Emperor. Yeah. Which so, which you kind of liked, from what I understand. Yeah, <laughs> but we'll get to that later. Yeah. So, do you want to jump into the news? Yeah, let's go right into the news. Okay, first up, apparently uh, there is a Goonies 2 on the way. <laughs> this again gives you an idea of the kind of movies we're going to be interested in. Yeah, that's right. I mean, it also kind of gives away our age. Yeah. Okay, Tara, don't mess this one up! <laughs> Link up tight! <laughs> uh, but... Yeah, it's this, it came from uh, this other movie site called uh, Movie MovieHole.com, and uh, they were just sort of talk, talking about the possibility of a Goonies movie. That uh, a, se- a second a second Goonies movie has actually been on the um, it's been in development hell for fucking years. Yeah, yeah. I mean, talk every couple of years they put out a There's cast always, model. You know, it was the same thing. Up. Goonies and something about movies that the Corys used to do just keep getting these weird fucking rumors going around, like. Like Lost Boys 2, which uh, which recently came out on DVD. It was direct to DVD. It was direct to DVD, uh, but even before that movie happened, there were, sh- I mean, there were rumors forever that yeah, they were gonna yeah. do Lost Boys 2. I mean, and especially and now is the time, as we had the discussion before about how you know they're raping our childhoods constantly for money. Yeah, pretty much. So pretty I mean, GI Joe, everything, all those things. They're, they're, they're slowly Joe, working I'm, their I'm way. I'm scared up. shitless to, about GI Joe, man. <laughs> Fucking Stephen Stephen Summers is directing GI Joe. That just fills me with dread. It gives you an idea of what you're gonna get. You right? know, like from from the director of Van Helsing. Yeah, that's worrying. Van Helsing, The Mummy, The Mummy Returns. The list goes on. But he also did direct The Adventures of Huck Finn. Oh, and Brendan Fraser's in in, in uh, GI Joe as well. Yeah, he's got gung a cameo. Ho. He's got a cameo in it's it. Gung Ho. He's Gung Ho. Yeah. <laughs> Well, there you go. <laughs> and uh, the fucking kid from uh, Third Rock from the Sun is Cobra Commander. No way. <laughs> Joseph Gordon-Levitt <laughs> is Cobra Commander. But I am a fan of that guy. Yeah, yeah. I am a fan. Of, I, mean, uh, I, I, I gave you a break, didn't I? Yeah, I brick, brick. Brick. And, and did you see Mysterious Skin? No, I haven't seen that. You gotta see Mysterious. Yeah. He's he's excellent at that. I mean, the movie itself is fucked up. I mean, it's a good movie, but it, it yeah. fucks you up. And again, there, there, there another aspect of movies would be doing and the lookout, like the indie stuff. And the lookout. I've seen he, that either. He's, uh, that's uh, that was Scott Frank's uh, directorial debut. That was really good. <laughs> okay. Um, okay, and then uh, what's going on here? So yeah, something about some of the guys from Transformers are going to do the script. So. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, I heard about that. But oh, apparently, but apparently, 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 they're off it now. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, they're off it. That was a script you've done. Like and if you look at the, you listen, you look at the talkbacks and. Um, Talkbacks and any cool news is actually pretty fucking funny. I mean, some of the things that these people say about the, the Transformer. What was it? Robert Orchi and yeah, and Kurt something. Robert yeah. Kurtzman, who also wrote uh, The Island. <laughs> All right, another news. Uh, Quentin Tarantino is finally going to do his uh, World War II epic, Inglorious Bastards, <clears throat> and uh, Brad Pitt has officially signed on. Isn't that right? Yeah. Who else? Who else we got? So we got Simon Pegg's in there somewhere. Simon Pegg's in talks. In talks, yeah. Simon Pegg is in, uh, he's in talks to play a British lieutenant. Yeah. And uh, so is uh, David Krumholtz from Numbers, and this other guy, uh, BJ Novak. Yeah. And uh, Nat- Natasha Kinski is going to be in it as well. Yeah. Both early talks. She's going to play a German movie queen. I had a bit of a look for this, and there is actually an older movie called Inglorious Bastards, 1977. Yes, there is. Movie, there is. I haven't seen it. Have you seen it? No, I haven't seen it at all. Uh, apparently, they just like uh, released like some special edition of 
So we got gotta get my hands on that shit. Yeah, and again, I think that from what I've heard of Tarantino's movie, it's following it a bit closely. Like they're they're all basically a dirty dozen, and they are on a train to get to prison, and they get attacked, and then they kind of get roped into helping the local resistance to take out some shit. I don't know a damn thing about it actually. I mean, like uh, the only the only reason I'm I'm familiar with it is because Tarantino's it's been threatening. No, no, because he's been threatening to fucking do this movie for the longest time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, at one point, I think the first time I heard that. Uh, he was gonna make Inglorious Bastards. It was probably about I don't know five six years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Five, and and uh, then he did Grindhouse in between, wasn't it? And stuff like that. No, he did uh, Kill Bill. Kill Bill, yeah. Because uh, yeah, he because uh, he was talking about doing that after Jackie Brown, I think. Yeah. At one point, and and the original cast that he had in mind was just ridiculous. It 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 went. Uh, Adam Sandler was in there. Eddie Murphy was in there. Um, you know, Tim Roth, Michael Madsen. John Travolta, like the whole, the whole, the whole team, but a whole bunch of just like people you would not expect to see in the same movie. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, uh, he seems to put a pretty good commitment on it. He's, they're starting filming October eighteenth, and supposedly because he wants to make Cannes. He wants to make Cannes next 2000 year. Two thousand year, two thousand nine. He's pissed. You, you, you know why he's doing this? Because he's fucking pissed. He's pissed off because of Grindhouse. <laughs> I mean, in all the interviews I, I, I read of him, he's so fucking. He's re, he really resents the fact that that movie didn't do well. Yeah, he's like you know. <laughs> and to be perfectly honest, it I wasn't I his best movie. No, I still haven't seen Death Proof. I haven't, but I haven't sat down to watch it. But Planet Terror, people I've shown that to, it's like Planet Terror is is just a brilliant film. Just people come out going, it's my new favorite movie. <laughs> they know, like some friends had no idea what was going, what they were seeing going in, and they just fucking loved it to bits. And I loved it to bits when I went to watch it with you. I was thinking, well, it's gonna be okay. It's Rodriguez, but we'll no, I knew you were gonna freak out. Awesome. I, I, I knew you were gonna freak out. It was, fucking awesome. <laughs> it was just a great movie, and it was just so good to see Michael Bean back on the screen. Michael Bean and Jeff Fahey need to do more movies together. Yeah, they're, 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 they were really good. They need to do like you know that's one movie that does could do with a prequel. You could just you the could. two of those guys and doing it something. Would, it just, would just fucking sell. I'd go see it, man. Just even forget about fucking have zombies. They, just have the two of them in a kind of a have, have the younger years where Michael Bean was still doing the ribs as well, yeah. still still doing the barbecue and like you know. I mean, fuck! I'd, I'd I'd pay good money to see that. Yeah. And and those and those two guys have fans. Yeah. They got shitloads of fans. It's uh. At one point, I think Michael Bean was in talks to, to be in Avatar, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, Avatar again. Avatar is another. It's the Jim Cameron movie he's been doing, which is supposedly shitloads of CG. Oh, is it today? I heard it's forty percent live action, sixty percent CG. Really? Set on some alien world. Originally, the script was supposed to be Schwarzenegger. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was going to be Schwarzenegger. I think it was Bruce Willis was in it for a while. I never heard that. Yeah, yeah, that was it. Because this this script has been going. This has been going around for ages, and it's basically human colonists on this planet with these aliens. And it hasn't been quite explained how they do it, but somehow you can. I think it was originally some guy. He's in a wheelchair or something like that. But by some technology or mystical thing, you can get an avatar. You know, like your three D avatar in Second Life or something like that, and basically become one of the aliens. And then he kind of goes native. So kind of like it's Dancing with Aliens or something like that. Right. Maybe. Okay. But that was a long time ago that I read that. I mean, that was I wasn't even here in Malaysia. At the time. I, don't know, I think I think it's changed a little bit since then. I mean, this uh, fuck. I mean, I I, I don't know. I, I've heard. I, I keep reading so many different things about the stupid movie that yeah. that I've no what, you know, no idea what it's going to be. Especially because it's going to be three D. That's the main thing. Uh, he's got to make sure that I think I saw another thing today saying an uh, interview with Cameron saying it has to be a good script. We're not doing the three D. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I read I read that same interview. The roller coaster. You know, like, like he's all. Like, I like the way they put there, like, luckily he hasn't lost uh, his, his uh, sort of grasp on narrative. I'm like, really? He spent how many years <laughs> at the bottom of the fucking Atlantic looking at the Titanic, the narrative there, hello? I know, but Titanic sucked, I'm sorry, it sucked, I hated that movie. Yeah, but he spent so much long after that doing the bloody 
Ghost of the Yeah, Ghost of the Abyss. Abyss. Did you see like, that? Yeah, I mean, this is the man who made Aliens, for God's sake. Just keep making more like that. That was... Come on, man. Add to, like, Terminator do, no, 2, do, True Lies. What do, is wrong do with some, Do some more of that shit, for God's sake. You know, and he's you know, like he seems to seem he seems to fancy himself like a real sort of like romantic storyteller. I'm like, for God's sake, man! Yeah, it was like no. Yeah, but anyway. uh, sorry, Jim, if you're listening. Yeah, no, I mean, don't 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 get me wrong, dude. I mean, I I'd, I'd give up my left nut to, to meet you, to shake your hand, to work with you, uh, all, all kinds of shit. But sorry, dude. I mean, like Titanic just didn't do it for me. <laughs> you know, you know, you know. Because of that movie, I mean, it's only just recently that I've sort of like accepted the fact that that Leonardo DiCaprio does, is is a good actor. Because of which? He's a good actor. Because of which movie? Because because of Titanic, I just had, you know, because of Romeo and Juliet and Titanic, I had major issues with Leonardo DiCaprio. Well, I have major issues with him now because every movie I see him in, I just think it's Jack. I can't buy him in anything else. I have a lot of trouble buying him as anything other than Leonardo DiCaprio. The Aviator, fucking Gangs of New York, it's fucking just him. I, there's some actors, you know, you can buy them in the role. I just buy him as Leonardo DiCaprio. I still have the copy of The Departed there, I still haven't seen it. But no, but he's kind of like Tom Cruise in the sense that, I mean, he's in I think he's more like Tom Hanks. What? In that, like Tom Hanks always plays Tom Hanks. Well, so does Tom Cruise. Well, I think Tom Cruise is a little bit different sometimes. A little bit. Are, no, and when Valkyrie comes out, maybe we'll see that. Valkyrie. Uh, I'm looking forward to that. Valkyrie's the Brian Singer story, movie about the uh, German the, soldiers the, who the, uh, the, the, to try the to blow plot Hitler. to uh, kill Hitler. He has a has a sh- fucking plethora of uh, British talent. Do you see the trailer? No. Oh, the trailer looks cool. Like because okay. I, I, I mean, all the only shots I've seen before now was. Tom Cruise in Nazi gear with an eye patch, which you know could have been just part of his normal weekend. <laughs> so you know we didn't know what was. Sorry, Tom. Um, no idea what was going no, on. No, we're not sorry, Tom. <laughs> You've been fucking up hardcore. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. I mean, you know, when you say I, lo- I you know, I, I love her once, people would uh, just believe you. Yeah. You know, why would you lie about that? Why'd you jump on the couch? Why'd you fucking? You know, you know, why'd you try and do a cartwheel in Oprah? Or was that scary movie five? Both. I think that, <laughs> that joke is still going. That's pointless. It's like, come on, Tom Cruise. Have you, have you been watching Studio 60? I mean, uh, have you seen Studio 60 on the Sunset Strip? I've seen the first episode. I haven't seen the rest of them, though. You sh- like, I think it's episode two, episode three. Uh, one, of the, one of the guys, they're doing like a, this uh, game show called Science Schmines. Uh-huh. And uh, they got Tom Cruise on there. As well. Oh, really? Got, well, no, it's one of the guys pretending to be Tom Cruise, uh-huh. but he does such a good fucking Tom Cruise. <laughs> For those of you who don't know, Studio 60 on the Sunset Strip was... Uh, um, it's a cancelled show that was on NBC. Yeah, same uh, guy who did what's the Sorkin the guy who did the, the West Wing the, the guy yeah the guy who created the West Wing uh, also wrote uh, Charlie Wilson's War and uh, American President so yeah, lots and lots men. of snappy dialogue Chandler from Friends is in it uh, what's his name from the West Wing Bradley Whitford's in it Amanda Peet uh, Stephen Weber I mean it's a top notch cast it's a really well written show it got cancelled after it's first season but uh, if you haven't seen it I mean like I highly recommend picking up the box set it's a, if, if you like that sort of thing I mean if you imagine the West Wing but as a sort of like a comedy backstage at a Saturday Night Live type of show then that's Studio 60 if you like that sort of thing it's really 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 good yeah it's 30 Rock with faster camera work and a bit more serious you know, I have yet to see a single. Ep- uh, I've only seen like one or two episodes of Thirty Rock. Well, okay, well you need to watch Thirty Rock. I know That's I need to watch Thirty Rock. I watched it all. I know I need to watch it. No, everyone, everyone has been telling me I need to go see it. Okay. Okay. Another news: uh, David Goyer, who is a very happy, happy man right now because of The Dark Knight, which is uh, currently what is it, the number three highest-grossing movie of all time, uh, before Star Wars and Titanic. And it's, but it's done the weekend. It's got the biggest opening weekend. Yeah, and uh, it's so far it's broken all kinds of records. I mean, it's broken the IMAX record. It's broken the uh, hundred million, the biggest opening, biggest opening ever week um, record. And we, and we fucking love it, so um, we'll probably be talking about it yeah, every week. Yeah, we're probably gonna bring it up on occasion because I mean, fuck, it's just a fucking good movie. It's really good, pretty, really good. You know, it was like it was like Heat <laughs> <laughs> with costumes. 
but yeah, so David Gore is a very happy man, um, and he's threatening to make uh, either The Flash, um, Magneto, or The Invisible Man his next movie. Um, I'm not too sure how I feel about this, because uh, he's touch and go for me. Yeah, yeah. David Goyer, David Goyer, I mean, he's touch and go for me. I mean, like, yeah, you, you... He's the original Blade, wasn't he? Original Blade, yeah. yeah. Blade 1, Blade 2, and Blade 3, unfortunately. Yeah. But he directed Blade 3. And Blade 3 was the worst. <laughs> you know, and the thing is now is that he seems to... Seems, seems to be like uh, every project that he's attaching himself to now, he seems to want to be it, also wants to direct it as well. Yeah. And that kind of... You know, I... I mean, I don't, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, Blade, Blade 3 ha had its moments, and God knows how much of it was his fault and how much of it was the fucking studio's fault. Yeah. But even if you look at it from a screenwriting point of view, it was also the weakest of the three. And, uh, I mean, he's got, he's got something coming out uh, next year called, uh, what is it, The Unborn? The Unborn? I haven't heard that. Some, some, some kind of horror, horror movie that's coming out. But, uh, I don't know. What would your pick be out of the three? I mean, if you had to see one of those... Magneto, well, Magneto, Invisible. I mean, I, I personally, I'd rather go for the Invisible Man because I I mean, I, I because we got a lot of fucking comic book stuff coming out, you know, and mm. and it wouldn't hurt to let some of this shit breathe just for a little while. They do a lot of Invisible Man movies. They're fucking all over the place. Like, hmm? I mean, the Hollow Man. They've done that a while ago. I think it's too soon. You think it's too soon? It's too soon. Oh, and Magneto's not too soon. <laughs> no, Magneto needs to be now. <laughs> they want to keep that X Files, our X Men franchise they're running. Do, they got to keep it going. Like they got to do the Flash. If they're going to do the Flash, though, it's got to be Ryan Reynolds. Yes, it's got to be. That's, Ryan that's the only name who's been associated for ages. No, no, no. But no, no, associated. He, he just every time it comes up, he goes out and makes press release saying, "Please hire me." Yeah, pretty much. And he would be fucking great casting, but uh, now apparently the uh, the new Justice League movie is back on track. Yeah, I heard that. So, has Miller still attached to that? I think so. Yeah. That's uh, Arthur Miller, the guy who did Mad Max. Not no, that's uh, George Miller. George Arthur Miller. Miller's the guy who wrote Death of a Salesman. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Death of a Salesman in a post-apocalyptic wasteland. But um, in that movie, it was uh, Adam Brody who was uh, set to play the Flash. Yeah. Which. Um, as a young Flash, I suppose. And they were not a that, bad choice. They were going with a lot of young casting so that they would have them for the next couple of movies. I know, but that's just so fucking. It's such such fucked up timing to do it now, to do it now when, especially now when with Dark Knight being what it is, and Christian Bale is just everybody's idea of Batman now. Yeah. You know, so it's like you're gonna try and cast someone else. I mean, it's the wrong fucking timing. I mean, Brandon Routh. Uh, I mean, I, I thought that he did a good job as Superman. I wasn't crazy about the movie, but I thought that he. He was. He, I thought he played Superman and Clark Kent pretty well. Yeah. Uh, but I don't think we need to worry too much about his sort of image being etched into people's brains because that movie didn't leave that kind of impression on people. And I, mean, I haven't seen. Well, apart from I should have left when he caught the plane, was the kind of impression I got from it. Pretty much. I mean, it, it's like it, it. had enough of these. It had enough of these like four star, four star fucking cool Superman comic book moments that you wished there was more of, and instead you didn't. You got sort a of lot like of two star a, kitchen sink drama crap. Yeah. You got. You got basically like Titanic with capes. It became a love story. It became a love story, and then the whole fucking idea with introducing his kid into it. I mean, Jesus. Yeah. It's like, what are you, what are you doing? I mean, the comic books had you know crazy shit. Like, I think in the '60s he had a smaller version of Superman who would shoot out of his finger. You know, crazy powers. But even they wouldn't go near this, the kid thing because it's just you know. It's, it's like you know, it's you, you, it's, it's it's a nail in the coffin. I mean, what are you going to take it after that? Yeah. Because yeah, like you know, you can't. People don't want to see their superheroes fucking domesticated. <laughs> and heroes like that, I mean, the movies we watched as kids, you didn't need a kid entry point. Like, I mean, The Goonies, yes, that's a kid entry point. But an awful lot of the other movies, like, I watched Big Trouble in Little China again the other day, and when I first saw that, you know, I was a kid, and, I, I was, I, you know, you wanted to be Jack Burton or the, the actual other guy. But, you know what I mean? You didn't need to have a kid in there 
for the viewpoint for the, for kids. You know what no, I mean? No, you didn't. But I mean, the, but that's the problem is that everything now is basically done by committee. Yeah. You know, and you got everybody has a fucking say. And it's like you need something for this division, for that division. It's got to sell to the kids. It's got to sell to the tweens. It's got to sell to the teens. It's got to fit on a lunchbox, t-shirt. You know, you got to fucking pass it off. And fucking happy meal. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, David Goyer, what will he do next? Also, another sad day, Bernie Mac has passed away. Bernie Mac, 1957 to 2008. I just uh, saw this on Any Cool News this morning. That's it's fucked up. Just, uh, from complications of yeah. uh, pneumonia. That's so weird, though. I mean, it's like he's one of those actors that you don't think about that much until they're dead. Like, he's in a lot of stuff, you know? He is in Transformers, he was in uh, Charlie's Angels movies. It's like, uh, was it Mr. 3000? Was, it, was that, that, that baseball, the baseball movie, movie, the baseball yeah, yeah. movie Mr. 3000, and uh, also the Bernie Mac show, which ran for about six years? I mean, there was even a movie on a couple of weeks ago about um, some swim team thing. It was one of those kind of like, you know, in the 60s, black swim team trying to get respect. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, can't, I, can't, I know the movie you mean. Wasn't it like, wasn't Terrence Howard in it? Yeah. It? Yeah, yeah I, I cannot remember what it's called, but I know. And I mean, and he does the Bernie Mac thing, which is the pork pie hat and the kind of good voice <laughs> guy who drives the bus or who's trying to sell you a car. You know, that kind of jack of all trades thing. No, he was good, man. I, I, I really I really enjoyed his stuff. And uh, did you watch the um, the original Kings of Comedy? No, I haven't seen that. That was I mean that was sort of like, like what uh, really sort of broke his career. I mean he was a very successful stand-up comedian before he broke, but uh, after Spike Lee uh, did um, the original Kings of Comedy, his career just took off, and he started yeah. that, that that that's how his he got his TV show. One of the coolest superhero movies of the summer is coming to DVD on September thirtieth. Iron Man. It's going to be available in an Ultimate Edition 2 disc set, both Which on DVD like and Blu-ray, Yep, and also on a single disc DVD. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm probably going to pick it up, even though I know that like next year there's going to be like an unrated fucking... Ultimate, you know, ultimate, ultimate, ultimate you, Edition. You know how I know there's another one coming, is because uh, I'm, I'm going to talk about the, um, the special features just for a second. On disc one, aside from the film, you've got deleted scenes, extended scenes. Commentary? You see, uh, that's what I was going to say. There's mm -hmm. no commentary. That's so you know that they're gonna come yeah, out with yeah. another one because you know that people want to hear it's the Lord of the Rings thing again you get your vanilla set now wait later to get the six hours plus motherfuckers man but at least in in the uh, oh that's right the the first um, before the extended editions came out the yeah. one didn't have a commentary did it? Uh, I think it was slightly lesser features than that. it wasn't that it didn't have a commentary it had a basic commentary but yeah. Uh, so yeah if you're buying DVDs I mean you know listen to us hang back <laughs> hang back if you're gonna get Iron Man it's a great movie but it's a great movie, and like I said, I'm probably gonna buy it. And the whole point, though, I think the whole point of DVDs is, that, I mean, you, I got, you got, I never buy the vanilla version. There's no point. Well, you know, I'm, I'm just impatient. I can't help myself. Anyway, disc two, uh, we have a whole bunch of stuff. There's I, I am Iron Man, which is a fucking long documentary, from what I understand. Uh, has the journey begins, the suit that makes the Iron Man, the walk of destruction, grounded in reality, beneath the armor. It's all in the details. A good story, well told. Pat on the back. <laughs> so that's basically the making of, isn't it? Yep. And then there's uh, another documentary called The Invincible Iron Man, which is about uh, the uh, comic book roots. Yeah. Yep. Origins, friends and foes, demon in a bottle, which is, um, I think, I think... Robert Downey Jr. should be very grateful for the Demon in the Bottle storyline because it's because, because of that. Of, because of the Demon in the Bottle storyline, nobody had any nobody had any problems with the casting. And that's where Iron Man faces his greatest foe: alcoholism. Alcoholism. It's a foe to him. Yeah, friend, I mean, to, and, friend, and, friend to us. And I mean, before that, we wouldn't have got a movie anyway. I mean, the, the fact is, build up to that, to having that. That's his USP. He's a drunken playboy in a giant metal suit. Pretty much. Before that, he was just a, a playboy in a giant metal suit, which doesn't sell that well. No, I didn't. No. <laughs> uh, also, uh, there's going to be a whole bunch of stuff on the visual effects of the movie. Uh, you're going to get Robert Downey Jr.'s screen test, 
Now that's uh, I'd, I'd buy it just just to see that actually. Yeah. Uh, there's also this little thing called the actors' process, which is scene rehearsals with the cast, and the Onion wildly popular Iron Man trailer to be adapted into full-length film, whatever the fuck that means. That was the Onion. The, the Onion satirical online newspaper had a had a thing that you know they once they showed the was it the Iron Man trailer was it the first debut at one of the cons. Yeah. Yep. And you know fans went wild for it, and basically you know the Onion they, they look at things a different way. They had this whole article done on. Really? You know, the trailer be made into movie. While the popular trailer gets made into movie. You Why know, do you tell me about this? Because it's important information. I'm looking like a schmuck. Oh. Uh, and, anyway. And yeah, and you get a whole bunch of image galleries. While we're on comic books, uh, if there are, there are any Grant Morrison fans out there, Grant Morrison is the uh, author of uh, An Animal Man. And, the Invisibles uh, currently writing Batman. Currently Arkham leading the way. He's a of good Batman stories, Arkham Asylum. He's one of the group of guys who's in charge of the DC Comics, deciding where it goes all over the place. Like he also had a very cool um, Marvel run with uh, the new X-Men. Oh, and there's one of his best works by far is Marvel Boy, which when they make it to a movie will kick ass. It's just the alien kid lost on the planet, and he just like takes it apart. It's great. <laughs> well, in the meantime, uh, he also did a miniseries called We Three, which was a uh, sort of mechanized dogs type of type of story. It's the long journey home with giant biomedical. Pretty much. Suits. I mean, it's, it was a pretty kick-ass comic. I mean, and Eve, I, I, I mean, I, I read it when it came out a few years ago, and it's it already had a very cinematic feel. But uh, yes, Grant Morrison is uh, going on record saying that things are looking good for the We Three movie, and that he there is a director attached. And uh, that he would only say that it was a big, hot director as well as a real cool guy. So it could be anybody. Could be fucking anybody. Could be Bre Brett Ratner. Oh. From <laughs> <laughs> or McGee. Oh, you know what? There was, there's well, I want to talk about McGee in a second. But we three, for those who don't know, it's like a rabbit, a cat, and a bunny. And they're, you know, weaponized into these giant, these incredibly cool looking kind of mecha suits. And then uh, they get loose and then they want to walk, they find their way home. And the characterization of them, like the dog is the dummy loyal home, home. And they have voice circuits as well, but they talk in this brilliant pigeon English that he has. Whereas the cat is just like, yeah, just wants to I love fuck off. And, I know, love the cat. <laughs> and it's, it's brilliant. It's a, it was only three series, three, three. Yeah, it was a three issue miniseries. So it's perfect for a movie. Perfect. It was originally set up at New Line Cinema, but now that New Line has uh, sort of become a part of Warner Brothers project, has uh, the project has gone back to Grant Morrison and it's currently being shopped around? But from what Morrison says, it's all looking good. That's actually a movie I'd be really interested to watch. Yeah, yeah. I mean, who doesn't want to see biomechanical animals, pets kicking ass? <laughs> um, so yeah, speaking of McG, I suppose there's, there's been I haven't got any particular news because I was setting up the website, but um, <laughs> it took a long time. But um, what was it? Uh, Terminator Salvation. There's been yeah. just like a steady trickle of news on that. You yeah. know, there was. Uh, you know, Christian Bale's in it again, which mm -hmm. is a big sign that it's not going to be rubbish or else that he's decided to use his Batman fame and cash in. It, yeah, but I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't make sense that he would do that now. I mean, at this point in his career, with, with Dark Knight being what it is, why the fuck sign on to another Terminator movie? Maybe he's on crack now. Maybe that maybe that's why he verbally assaulted his family. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, yeah, you, fuck you! It all starts to come together. That's right, he's, he's sucking on the glass dick. So, <laughs> I mean, what's coming out? McGee is directing it. McGee is a, a pretty, you know, pop MTV director kind of, of uh, the Char Charlie's Angels movies, and he also directed We Are Marshall, which I did not see, but I've heard mixed things on We Are Marshall. Yeah, I, yeah, I said I saw half of it. It was like that was Matthew Fox bad. and uh, fucking Matthew McConaughey, right? Yeah, it was a football team that they died in a bus crash and like that, and then they try to get a, another team ready for the next set of. Um, the next set, the, the rest of the championship or something like that, and so it's a heartbreaking thing, and they're doing it for the guys. 
But um, yeah, Terminator's and that's what they're planning. It's a second trilogy. They're, they're planning a second trilogy, isn't it? Um, well, I don't know. I've I've heard sort of conflicting things on that. I, I read one where uh, one where the producers were saying that they were planning a trilogy. I mean, anyone. You well, suppose even if you're writing a second trilogy. I read, movie, I read this, I read this other one with McGee uh, that uh, where he's saying that uh, no. I mean, he's saying that they have mapped out stuff, but they, they are not thinking of like ending this movie as in like oh to be continued yeah because I hate that I parts, hate of the, that. parts of the Caribbean too I did not I mean I, I wouldn't, did not I wouldn't, it. I wouldn't mind it if the payoff was there and so far aside from the Lord of the Rings movies no movie no movie that has to be continued or to be concluded uh, aside okay back Lord, to the Lord of the Rings too. and Back to the Future yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. what I was going to say Back to the Future and Lord of the Rings aside from that fucking uh, you know what the the, uh, the the mate the matrix trilogy yeah if i watch it continuously i like it but as a cinematic experience where you got to wait 6 months part 3 didn't deliver no i mean the feeling i had coming out of it, i remember seeing the first one and going in with that great advertising campaign they had and you didn't know what the hell was going to see oh, yeah. and then coming out of that and being ready to fly and to just kick ass yeah. like coming out of coming out of 300 and being ready to take on persia pretty much 300. <laughs> and, uh, by the way, I've seen the, the Watchmen trailer. The Watchmen, fuck. Uh, the Watchmen trailer, the greatest graphic novel of all time. I don't necessarily think it's the greatest graphic novel of all time, but bit, but that seems to be its calling card. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it, it, it does things in the comic. That's one of the things with the trouble with the movie is it does things in the comic book form that you can't really do in a movie. There's a whole lot of little things and there's a repetition of images and stuff like that. And the photos I've seen, they're duplicating the look of the movie great. And the trailer looks cool. And it's like basically a world with superheroes. But then, you know, after they've reached their peak kind of thing. And, Pretty much. Um, you know, their but Batman the version is fat. But the comedian looks like Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Which, uh, the comedian is basically, it's all about, not spoiling anything, but it's all a murder mystery about what happened to the, what happened to the comedian. Why did the comedian, his, his, whole, his whole superhero thing was he just shot loads of people and laughed while doing it. Anyway, if you're a comic book fan, I'm sure you've already seen the trailer. If you're not a comic book fan, I have no idea what we're talking about. I highly recommend that you download the Watchmen trailer and check it out. It's on iTunes or so Apple, so you can see it there. And uh, McGee, the guy you were talking about, McGee. Yeah, I was talking about McGee, but you went on to Miller. All right. Okay. And also related <laughs> to uh, Frank Miller, the writer of Three Hundred. And what was the other one that came out? Oh, Saint City. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the Spirit. The Spirit. He's now doing the Spirit, which is this kind of um, retro style kind of superhero thing. He just wears a suit. And a, and like a Robin mask. And a Robin mask, and he just kind of gets at the scrapes. But he's kind of he's not Batman. He's not dark. He's not conflicted. He's kind of. And I, I'm getting that more from the trailer now because the first trailer, the yeah. first trailer was looked like Sin City, Sin, which Sin City is basically. not really. You didn't like the Cameron. You didn't like the. You didn't like the recent copy issue of Spirit I gave you, did you? Darren Cook one. Uh, no, actually, like in hindsight, it wasn't that bad. I was just like expecting more. I was expecting more, you know. And uh, it is kind of cheesy. It's kind of like you know Indiana Jones kind of style, that pulp serials kind of feel to it. You know, or Dick Tracy. Dick Tracy. Yeah, it's kind of like Dick. Yeah, like Dick Tracy, but uh, a much Dick Tracy is as sort of a comedy, but like uh, with a much darker tone. Yeah, and uh, also has uh, similarities with um, uh, fucking the Shadow. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) He's that kind of era, definitely. So Scarlett Johansson's in that, and um, Eva Mendes. There's a whole bunch of hot chicks. Sarah Paulson's in it, who's my my new favorite actress. And the trailer (laughs) is all about the hot chicks. It's all about the. You just treat you treat us all like queens. Pretty much. It's kind of Jamie freaky. King, Jamie King's in it. Yeah, I mean Frank Miller is a quite weird guy, so you know there's some weird stuff going on in that trailer. Yeah, the, <laughs> although like the one one thing with the tra- the only thing that sort of like uh, I'm, I'm on the fence with that movie is that the script looked cool in all the other trailers because you didn't never saw him. Now that you actually see him with that fucking mask, he kind of looks kind of stupid. He kind of looks a little stupid. I was I was expecting him to look a little cooler than that. Yeah. You know, but in terms of the tone of it and, and the style of dialogue, it looks like Frank Miller's being pretty pretty faithful to Eisner. Yeah. 
another trailer I watched this week was the one for W. Have you heard of that? The yeah, yeah, I saw movie. the trailer too. And it, like, it, it opens with, you know, George Bush being <laughs> a drunken frat boy. And Josh then, Brolin. Josh Brolin. Josh and then Brolin, it, it cuts from that to, it has um, the guy from uh, Babe, what's his name? Um, uh, uh, James Cromwell. James Cromwell, who's a fantastic a, actor. He's playing... Um, he's playing uh, George Bush Sr. Yeah. So it has a scene with him. To, I think, it, it, were they in the Oval Office? It wasn't the Oval Office. I think it was, was like it, his campaign it, office. I think, like, yeah, yeah, some of it was like just giving us some What are you shit. doing? What you're the not, fuck are you doing? You're a Bush. <laughs> you're not a Kennedy. Act like Act it. like one. And he has been acting like one. Yeah. <laughs> So it's Oliver Stone anyway, so I mean, and it does look funny. And it, it, when it was doing the cast crawl, which I liked a lot, they didn't do like, um, you know, Josh Brolin or whatever. Yeah, so just like had the cat. George W. Bush, yeah. uh, Condoleezza Rice, uh, Carol Rowe. Dick Cheney. Dick yeah. Cheney. And it looks like it could be fun. I'm looking forward to it, actually. I mean, Stone, Stone has yet to... It's been a while since Stone has done anything that I've uh, really felt strongly about. It's like yeah. the last movie that he did that I really, really, really liked was Nixon. Yeah. Uh, Alexander was a horrible Alexander mess. was shit. In case you haven't guessed, I am Irish, but the decision to have all of Alexander's race... What was he? He's... Carthaginian? No. I don't know. I've, er- I've erased it from my fucking memory. Yeah. You but know, it's like, I-, I rate it up there with fucking Avengers. They decided, I don't know whether, whether Colin Farrell couldn't do an accent or not, because he can do American accents, but they decided to cast all of his race as Irish. So there was a whole load of, like, Colin second Far- and third bit, you know... Colin Farrell's a solid actor. I mean, yeah. the- everyone in that movie is a solid actor, so you walk- it was like fucking Phantom Menace. He managed to get, like, a whole bunch of bad performances from really good actors. Yeah. I didn't see his director's cut, though. Oh right, yeah, they haven't seen that either. Apparently, it's to be, it redeems the movie. Yeah, apparently Oliver Stone like was all pissed off, you know, because you know he got screwed by the kid. He got man. he got screwed, man, and so he went and retooled it. And my friend saw it and said it's worse. <laughs> <laughs> said it's, it's even now even longer. Said with it's more the same. Said it's the same movie, just longer. Yeah. The only the only thing I liked about Alexander was Val Kilmer. Yeah. He was basically playing Jim Morrison all over again with a scar. Yeah, it's like ah, oh, where's my drink? <laughs> Come on, let's go get some tacos. <laughs> <laughs> so, I reviews? Any more news? I think that's it for the news section. We'll try and be a bit more together next time and pop through things, but we are going to talk about whatever crops up in our minds. Pretty much, pretty much. ADD. We, can, we, can't, we can't help it. Yeah. We can't help it. So, yeah, reviews, you want to kick off with uh, 21 or the X Files? Um, I want to kick off with the X Files. Yeah, I thought so. I want to kick off with the X Files because I have issues with this movie. Okay, first off, it's not a bad movie. It's not a bad movie, and that's precisely the fucking problem. <laughs> is that it's not great. <laughs> Do you want to see, I mean, after how many years is it since the last one? It's been ten years yeah, since I mean, the last movie. It's been about six years since the series ended. It's, what? It's been about six years. Oh, yeah, 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 because it went on last Because, I mean, like, okay, it's been six years since the series ended, but basically the series ended, like, maybe two or three years before then when Mulder left. Yeah, I had to look it up on Wikipedia to find out that he was supposed to be in jail at the beginning of the movie. Yeah. Or on the run from the FBI or something. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's on, he's on the lamp. Pretty I much. lost, I lost interest way before then. Well, I mean, okay. For those of you who don't know this, when the series ended, how their relationship was was that they were basically in love with each other and on the run. Oh, they had an alien baby as well, didn't they? Yeah, something like that. And it, if you have no idea what we're talking about at all, then you're listening not to the wrong podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but okay, like the the movie is what, what's going on is that okay, Billy Connolly plays this um, this former priest. Uh, who has a history of pedophilia, and he's also psychic, and uh, he's there's there's a uh, character basically there is it pr- pretty much that's, that's pretty script much notes. pretty much, and uh, he's helping the uh, he's helping the FBI sort of locate this missing FBI agent and also this other uh, also this other uh, uh, woman who's been been missing for a while, and so what happens is that uh, they approach Dana Scully who is now uh, a doctor, 
and uh, to find Fox Mulder because to this day he is still the go-to guy when it comes to all this weird shit. Yeah. Um, nobody has been bothering about the X-Files since he left and this is the first time since then that something like this has kind of cropped up and nobody seems to know what to do so they are looking for Mulder to help them out. So it's a standalone monster movie with no um, ties to the alien. No, 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 it's not even that. It is a standalone story. There, there is there's very, very little connection to the series in the sense that um, you know, I mean, all that. There's no mention of all of that conspiracy bullshit. Bees, you know, like black all the bees, oil. black oil. None of that. None of that is in the movie, um, which is a good thing in some ways, but it's also a bad thing because the movie itself makes you fucking yearn for those things. Yeah. Because that's what you want from the big screen a, versions of your TV shows. It's a shows. fucking X Files movie, you know, and you cannot. Where's the payoff? Run, you cannot run away from what X Files used to be. Yeah. You know, back in its heyday, and this movie plays like a so-so X Files episode. Yeah. It's like if you were to watch this, if you know, like you know, like you know, like fucking uh, ten, like ten years ago or so, like when you were watching the movie, when you were watching the series, if You're, you if you were to watch this exact same thing, this exact same movie on the TV as part of the series, you, you'd be you'd think to yourself, oh, oh. Kill out tonight. Yeah, you know it was it was okay tonight. It wasn't that great. And what really pisses pisses me off is that at the end of the day, okay, there's a little bit of a spoiler coming up. So if you don't like spoilers, just like don't listen to me. Well, for we the should next work on our spoiler policy. Like, is it a big fucking spoiler? Um, kinda. I mean, I guess I, I guess it depends. Like, it's, well, okay, sorry, but you know you're not mad enough, so you might as well ruin it. I'm not that bothered. Okay, it's 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 <laughs> it's it's, it's, a, it's. I mean, if you're an Xbox fan and you haven't seen it, you you may be a little pissed off, you know, hearing what I'm going to say. So cover your ears for about twenty seconds. At the end of at the end of the day, the case they're working isn't even a fucking Xbox. Oh no way. <laughs> I know. So it's like really. I mean, there's no paranormal sort of aspect to it. What? It, there At all. A, aside from Billy Connolly's sort of psychic connection, that's it. Oh, come on, in. That's it. Uh, I mean, at the, you're just dealing with fucked up people at, at the end of the day. So it's like Criminal Minds the movie. It's, it's They're profiling, not even fucking. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, uh, and, and it's like you know, and the thing is, is that now uh, fucking Mulder and Scully, they're 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 lovers now. So you don't get the same kind of sexual tension that you used. Yeah, yeah, because that was the whole thing. You know, but what pisses me off, right, is that okay? If you're gonna make if you're gonna make them lovers, and you know that that's gonna kill the sexual tension that uh, was such a huge fucking sell, selling point of the show then why don't you give the X-Files fans all the stuff that they wish they could have seen back when they were watching the series? It's like, let's see some skin. <laughs> you know, let's see these two, these, let's see these two get it on. You it's know? basically, it's like, you need to add a bit more slash fiction yeah, in there. I know, like, yeah, like uh, add a little bit of stuff. Because like, that was the whole fantasy thing when the whole show was on. It's like, you yeah. just want to see these two fuck. There's a little sly grins between them and, you know, you know? strange situations. You don't, get, you don't get that. You know, like, you get like one sort of like wet kiss moment at the, at the end, you know, yeah. like towards the end. It's like, yeah. But I mean, that's endemic of the thing that it's in comic books and movies is that most guys who write these are single. Chris Carter wrote this. Is he single? I don't know. I but no either idea. way, uh, there, there is a kind of a thing with writers, you know, they're too busy writing. No offense. I mean, but uh, they're too busy writing to actually, you know, get a relationship. <laughs> so, and it, plus, you know, the wife wouldn't put up with you locking yourself in a room all day typing away, you know? Probably not. So, you know, they do find it, there is very hard to watch a movie I, or TV show it. with a couple in it that isn't a sitcom that, you know, has a, re- a believable couple movie that you know you're, you're quite into them mm-hmm. you know you, you're, you're into them as a couple you know what I mean it's yeah. not like yeah, it's yeah, just yeah, like yeah. you know so Mulder and Scully work as Mulder and Scully but when you put the two of them together in a couple there's got to be like it's got to be like you know Tra- Spencer Tracy and uh, yeah you know you got to have that uh, fucking uh, Spencer Tracy and Catherine Hepburn yeah Catherine Hepburn yeah. you got to have it's got to be that it's got to be that good it's gotta you got to have couple. that kind of banter yeah and the thing is with Mulder and Scully their banter is all about the work and in this and in this case because they're not working together quite the same way the banter isn't quite there, and because the sexual tension isn't there, it sort of makes it a little weird. But no knock on David Duchovny and Gillian Anderson. I mean, it was great to see them in those roles again. Having the visit. 
Pretty much. I mean, in t I cannot fault the cast. I mean, the cast, they all do solid work. I mean, Skinner turns up. Oh, excellent. S Skinner turns up. Mitch Pileggi, who's just awesome in everything he turns up in. He's just gruff. I I've been a fan of his ever since Shocker. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, so, I mean, the cast all do solid work. And they're... And like I said, it's not a bad film, but that's, you know, and, and but that, it gets to you because you go in there wanting to love it and you don't love it. It's not a movie that you can love and it's not even the easiest movie to like, you know, it's just, it's just an underwhelming experience, which is not what you want with an X-Files movie, especially when it's, when you've been waiting 10 years. And it's not when you want to go into the cinema, you want to be amazed, you want to come out like with, mm -hmm. you know, on top of the world or having a, and that's a great fucking movie. Or, exactly. You know, coming out, first time you watch and The this Usual is, Suspects. And, and, this, is, movie, and this is the right. wrong summer to be coming out with an underwhelming movie because we're getting so many movies that are playing so much better than anybody expected them to play. Yeah. You know, Iron Man has exceeded expectations. Incredible Hulk exceeded expectations. Has it? Uh, I mean, in terms of the movie, yeah, yeah. you know, I mean, like, uh, in terms budget of budget-wise, it's got it, I mean, budget it's wise, I mean, back. I mean, it's it, going to get its budget back. I mean, it's not, it's not a smash hit. I think like it's topped out at something like like 145 million, yeah. which is, um, you know, like on par with the Yang Lee Hulk. Yeah. But uh, you know, like uh, overseas box office has been pretty cool. But in terms of just fan reaction to it, yeah, um, all of the mo majority of the movies that have been playing this summer have been playing beyond, you know, over people's expectations because they're putting on screen what you want to see. Exactly. And it's like, you know, like, Iron Man was a kick-ass movie. Uh, and, and, okay, and I'm not talking about box office, but I'm just talking about the movie itself. Yeah. Iron Man was a kick-ass movie. Incredible Hulk was kick-ass. Fucking Hellboy, Hellboy 2, I haven't seen, but from what Me I neither. hear, it's, yeah. it's a kick-ass movie. I did you know, know one, I had one dissenting opinion from the Irish version of you, um, my mate James. Uh -huh. And he wasn't impressed at all. I think, he, I think, and it's something that I might be a little bit as well, it's the look. It looks more uh, Guillermo del Toro than Mike Mignola. I would like I a see. little. I, I like it a little he's, darker. He's, he's made it a little pan's lab, pan's lab. A little bit, yeah. Just the look of the creatures and stuff like that. But I mean, it is cool. But I just, I don't know. I'm a big fan of the comic book, so I would expect Hellboy to look a little bit differently. Plus, uh, you know, I'm a huge. I've heard this, the relationship between himself and Liz pushes further. I even I'm heard recently. Did you hear that um, Guillermo del Toro saying that if he does get to make Hellboy three, he wants to have him die in it? To kind of seal the trilogy, seal the trilogy, and then deal with his kids or something along those lines. What the fuck? And Mignola was like, and that's what Guillermo wants to do. But you know, he's the creator of Hellboy. He used to uh, do all the art for it, but now he's leasing it out so he can do more of the actual writing, more of the actual writing of the stories. And um, he's got another, he's he's got another like fifteen years of kind of planned Hellboy stories, and he's like, he hopes Guillermo doesn't fuck him up. <laughs> no, but no, they're good mates, so hopefully. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that, Christ, I don't think that would happen. You know, it's yeah. like it's like killing Indy. <laughs> I mean, like, I'm, I'm a huge fan of, of uh, Mike Mignola, I'm a huge fan of the Hellboy comic, but generally I've always been kind of pretty good at separating movies from the comics. It's like, okay, the movie's gonna be what it's gonna be. At the end of the day, it's like, is it a good movie? You got the Alan Moore attitude. I, try, I mean, I try to, because otherwise it's not worth the pain you go through. Yeah. I mean, we've been seeing some pretty good comic movies, like, recently, but there's been a lot of oh, shit, yeah. you oh, know? Wow. I mean, like, and if you take everything that personally, it's like, you know, every League of Extraordinary Gentlemen is gonna, you know, fuck you over. That did. You know, I mean, like, fuck, you know, you get all these fucking movies that come, like, The Punisher and... You know, it's like you I, I like the Punisher. I didn't mind certain aspects of it. I, I thought that they got the character right, but the movie was crap. You know, I liked Thomas Jane. Yeah, I, Thomas I, Jane's awesome. I liked Thomas Jane. Thomas Jane, I think, is a really underrated actor, and I thought that he was a very good Punisher. But the movie itself, I mean, what the... It made no sense to be in fucking Florida. <laughs> it, there's no logical reason for it to be in Florida. But anyway, sorry, like, just, just coming back to the X-Files, just, just, like, uh, for a little bit. You know, I do not fault the cast at all. It was good. It was really, really good. The first time you see Scully and she's, like, doing her little spiel, I have to admit, I had a big fucking smile on my face because it really brought me back to what I loved about that character. And the same thing when Mulder comes in 
and Mulder starts giving his, he starts talking his fucking bile that makes no sense whatsoever. I was a I was a very happy camper, and there are just enough like really cool four star X Files moments in it to piss you off that that that's all you get. Yeah. You know, it's like there are some really nice moments in it that are really, really X-Filesy and really cool. And if you're an X-Files fan, when you see the movie, you know exactly what I'm talking about. But it, there's just not enough of that. The story itself is a one-trick pony, and it takes a long time to get where it's going. It's, it's really, really draggy in parts. And fucking Chris Carter has really sort of gone downhill as a writer, man. Some of the things that he writes is like, you know, What has like, he been doing apart from living off his X-Files money? I, I, I have no fucking idea. He probably, he's, probably, he he's, probably, he's probably a very happy fucking family man because his writing is not very good these days. Yeah. You know, and I'm, I'm pissed at this guy because like, you know, it's like if, you know, it's the first X, it's the first X-Files story in how long? And so many, and so many people kind of given, myself even had given up on the idea that there would ever be another X-Files movie. Yeah. You know, and so this is your chance. This is your chance to bring X-Files back in a really big way. And the fact that they chose to do it with a story that's lame just pisses me off. They brought it back in a really small way. But that you don't get the chance to bring it back again. You know what I mean? You know, it's like this is this is your, you know if you want to have a you know have a shot at turning the X Files into an actual movie franchise, which it has all the potential in the world to be. You got to raise your game. You got to raise your fucking game, and it's so obvious that he's trying to play to to to, to, to the new generation of audiences that have like sort of like uh, gotten uh, accustomed to watching the the Saw movies and stuff like that. Oh, so he right. throws like these little bits of gore in there, but. Even then, it's not enough. he's not, you know, he's not James Wan. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's still Chris Carter, so Chris Carter's idea of what the Saw audience wants isn't what the Saw audience wants, yeah. you know? I mean, it, it, it does not veer that much further away from the kind of gore you saw in the actual TV series. Yeah. You know, so it's just like, ugh. and what the fuck is Billy Connolly doing there? I mean, <laughs> that, that takes I, you out of the movie straight away, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, like, is his acting good? No, his acting's fine. It's just that I know who he is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it just, it just kind of kills it for me. But I mean, I would, I would give it three stars. I mean, if you, if you're not an X Files fan, if you're just walking in there, you know, like uh, just checking the movie out, you know, then it, it plays as a decent mystery type drama. I won't even say thriller. But if you're an X-Files fan, then it's probably, I'd say like two stars. Because, yeah. it, because it, does have, it does have certain X-Files things to recommend it. And Being it, a fan automatically knocks a star off. Pretty much, <laughs> yeah. Pretty much, because, you know, I mean, you know, it's, <laughs> I mean, the biggest reason I can imagine for this movie being made is for the fans. Yeah. You know, and uh, as a fan, I can say I'm, I'm not impressed. <laughs> I mean, we, we talked about this before about how, I mean, I, was, I had zero expectations of this movie and I still haven't seen it. And I might catch it on HBO or some channel like late at night sometime. Because the fact that the first movie, they lost me when Scully was still fucking unconscious when the fucking UFO took off. I was <laughs> That's like, a while ago. Yeah, I know, but it, it hurt. It was like, okay, here's the movie. Let's move it along. You know, if she, and, you know, that would have been a great thing if she'd seen it. And then it was like, okay, what? I know that the whole skeptic thing, but that, you know, adds a whole new dynamic to it. If she'd seen it, mm-hmm. I was like, oh my God, you were right this whole time. And then dealing with the aftermath of that. But as it was... You know, she's still the skeptic, right? Mm-hmm. She still doesn't, does she believe anything Billy Connolly says for the first half hour of the movie? Uh, no. Mm. <laughs> no, but one thing, I mean, the, the good thing is, is that the characters are consistent. I mean, Chris Carter knows, knows the characters fucking inside and out. So mm-hmm. it's like, in terms of their dialogue with each other, it never not rings true. Yeah. It's just the overall fucking movie that is not paced properly. It's not, you know, there's a lot of repetition in dialogue, cheesy dialogue. You know, like there's a couple of like Attack of the Clone moments, oh. like, a, you know, like where you're really like, Jill, about where, where, about this. where Gillian Anderson has, has the clunkiest fucking dialogue to go through. 
You know, and it's you can like write this shit, Chris, but you can't say it. Jesus, I mean, so, you know, and and a lot of the arguments that they have because they're because they're lovers now and because they're closer. It's not to say that uh, you know, like uh, Scully's no longer no longer a skeptic, but she does. She does understand the, the, the whole thing, you know, yeah. and she's not quite as argumentative as she used to be with okay. it. So a lot of the arguments become about religion rather because than... Because that was her thing, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. So like, and because, you know, this is a priest who used to be, a, you know, used to like fuck little boys and... Uh, Gavin just did an obscene hand gesture. Yeah, you know, used to like... Because <laughs> I would imagine that's how you do it. <laughs> oh, yes. Explicit x rating on this one. But, uh, so, you know, so like she has like a little... Conflict of uh, like a crisis of faith there, and and the, the arguments become more about religion rather than paranormal. Yeah, you know, and it, after a while that starts to grate, you know. But but anyway, that's my review of the X Files. I want to believe, and we I still want to believe. Yeah, <laughs> but I don't think there's going to be another one after this. I no, mean, it's dead. It's dead. So this week I went to see. We're still catching up on a few movies. We've been busy, so I went to see The Mummy Three uh, because Gavin told me it was rubbish and he wants to inflict pain on. Uh, I told I told him to go see the Mummy Three. It was shit, and I hadn't seen it. Well, which was pretty good because one of one of my plans for going to the movies to try and have as little expectation as possible. Sometimes that's not, that's not possible to do that, but I try to go in with you know no idea. And so, Mummy Three, I really couldn't have cared less. I mean, you know what you get with a Mummy picture. It's Brendan Fraser. It's not Rachel Weitz. It's uh, uh, Maria Bello. Maria Bello from uh, from uh, History of Violence. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's what it was. Because that was that's one thing that took me out of the movie. It's like, uh, where have I seen this woman before? Yeah, yeah. and uh, I felt that way. I felt, I felt that way with Battlestar at Guy's Baltar. <laughs> it's like I had to watch the the fucking pilot again. Like, huh? Who the fuck are you? And um, what's the John Hanna's in it as well? Great English. He's a good English actor. He's the comedy comic relief guy, and he's just good. I, I like John Hanna, but I have always hated John Hanna in every single Mummy movie. Yeah, I do not. It's it, I but don't. He, I, I don't like the role. The he's the comedy movie. relief. Yeah, I mean, for what he gets, he, he does well with it. <laughs> But, um, so yeah, the last movie was... He does about as good a job comic-reliefing the Mummy movies as Rob Schneider did comic-reliefing Judge Dredd. Yeah, okay. <laughs> That's a sore point, brother. <laughs> yes, there was a Judge Dredd movie, Ian. And Stallone was in it. No! And he took off his helmet. No, and he made no. out with the chick at the end. Uh, and he smiled on, as he rode off into the sunset. And he said the immortal word, I am the law! Throw down your weapons and prepare to be judged! Uh. So, Mummy 3, anyway, they, uh, it, actually, if you've seen the other two movies, just move them to China, because that's pretty much what it is. You have the whole same kind of thing again. They come up with the worst bloody curses in these movies. I mean, yeah, sure, you, someone pisses you off, you curse them, but you don't curse them, which is a curse that if they ever get half uncursed, they have the power to take over the world. That's not a great curse. I don't think that's a great curse at all. But um, this time it's moved to China. Uh, Jet Li's the... Dragon Emperor, he's kind of united all the provinces of China, very much like in the, the hero kind of story as well, you know, brought them all together, but he was even more of a dick. Um, this, is, this is Jet Li's latest payment on his mortgage. Yeah, <laughs> I'll get to that. I mean, he's I mean, he's not even really in it for half of it. I mean, Arnold Vosloo got to do more in the other Mummy movies, even when he was CG. Oh, really? I mean, yeah, it looks like that. It's like halfway, most of the movie... The trailer makes it seem like he's a really big part of the movie. Well, he is. I mean, he's the Dragon Emperor and he is the main protagonist, but it's mostly this terracotta warrior version of him whose face occasionally cracks because he's terracotta. He keeps cooling. Uh So his face cracks and you see underneath. And I think that was trying to remind... It felt like they were trying to remind the audience that it's a mummy movie. Not a terracotta warrior movie, you know, because his face cracks off and then you see all the desiccated flesh underneath and then he goes... And it grows back on again. (laughs) So this time their son Alex, who looks pretty much the same age as Brendan Fraser, I think he was in the, he was in the Mummy Returns as a kid, about a nine kid, a sidekick of age about ten. Uh, looking at IMDb, the actor's about twenty-seven, but himself and Brendan Fraser look like brothers. 
Oh, really? Yeah, I mean, it looks like, it doesn't look like father-son. How, how old is he supposed to be in the movie? But he's supposed to be Brendan Fraser's son. Yeah, but how old is he, is he supposed to be in the movie? They never mention an age, it's just he's the son. I mean, I think it's, and it's, I think it's partly down to Brendan Fraser's ridiculous haircut, that kind of fluffy fringe thing he has going. Mm -hmm. You know, the only people I knew who had that was in secondary school. What the, the fuck happened to Brendan Fraser, man? At one point, you know, at one point, well, I mean, I, I, was, I was thinking when I walked out, he was in Gods and Monsters. I mean, yeah. you know, he was, he, and you know. He crashed. You know, even after Crash, he had a chance to take his career in a different direction. Yeah, and now he's, you know, there's other movie that's out, which we haven't seen yet. Journey to the, the Center of the Earth. Earth. And yeah. Journey to the Center of this, that's the sum of his career. That's what he's going to be remembered for. These kind of movies where he's yeah. just wisecracking. And something I heard on another podcast was, the mummy movies are what you watched while you were waiting for another Indiana Jones movie. Pretty much, yeah. So now that Indiana Jones is out, this kind of, which I haven't seen, you've seen it, right? Yeah. yeah. So now that it's out, there's no real point in seeing this. And again, it is very much the. But, but even the after thing. like watching like uh, you know the new Indiana Jones movie, you kind of think to yourself, you know, was it worth the wait? Yeah. <laughs> That's why I'm holding off, and I'm, I haven't got my expectations low enough to watch it yet. I mean, like because since since the last Mummy movie, I mean, yeah, I mean that 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 is kind of true that the Mummy was the kind of movie that you would watch while waiting for a new Indiana Jones movie. But since then, um, that movie's kind of been done a little bit a little bit better through the the National Treasure movies. So it's like. <laughs> I mean, when I was watching the Indiana Jones movie, there were certain parts where it felt like National Treasure 3. Well, there's certain points of the mummy where they actually play, it sounds just like, because I was, you know, I was paying attention to, really paying attention to this because I knew we were doing this, and there's like, bits of it where they're kind of getting around the mystical stuff, where they're coming around the mystical stuff but it hasn't come back to life. Mm -hmm. It sounded like the music from the Well of Souls in Indiana Jones and Raiders of the Lost Ark. You know that kind of the kind of music they played in the first one whenever there was something mystical going on, this kind of like light high yeah, yeah, music. Yeah, 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 yeah. And there's another point where it's almost they don't break into the indie theme, but it's very <laughs> close. I don't know who I didn't look up who did the uh, soundtrack, but um, Rob Cohen directed it, who's done Triple X. So I'll give you an idea of what's going on there. Yeah, Rob, Rob Cohen, who just directed Triple X, uh, Stealth. Yes, that was the other one. Yeah, <laughs> which we watched from the recently. director, and and also he, for, he he directed that Joshua Jackson movie, The Skulls. Yeah, so you know you know what you're getting and, there, and the Fast and the Furious. But he also directed the Bruce Lee. Uh, yeah, the, 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 the Dragon, that Dragon, the Bruce Lee that's story. A, that's yeah. a great movie. And he directed Dragonheart. So, so he's he's made one good film. But to get back to Brendan <laughs> Fraser, they had uh, Dragonheart. Sorry, shut up. Uh, to get back to Brendan Fraser, there's even the trailer for this in this going into this movie is a movie you called like Dragonheart. Inkheart. Yeah. <laughs> Sean Connery's a dragon. What's not to love? Uh, everything else. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but even the movie, the trailer going into this is called Inkheart, and it's about this guy and this kid who can read books and the characters come Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And like uh, Andy, Circus, and Andy Circus comes out as the bad guy, and he looks fantastic in this trailer. But Brendan Fraser's playing Brendan Fraser again. He's yeah. starting to become the Brendan Fraser actor. We need someone like Brendan Fraser. Let's just get Brendan Fraser. He'll just do his normal shtick. Um, the thing with the, 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 the one thing that's coming out of the movie was the wife, uh, the girl who played Evie, because even though she's not Rachel Weisz and you're trying to, think, trying to give her as much chance as possible, her accent kind of veers. Does it? Because Rachel Weisz has a weird, she can pull off that plummy. Yeah. Even though she was kind of, she wasn't, to be honest, I thought she was a bit lame in the other movies, you mm -hmm. know, but yeah. she did, you know, she was the character. Mm -hmm. And, you know, she gets that, she has a funny English accent. She does. And it worked for that. So, seeing, I think this girl was trying to do it and I think it kept wavering. Right. But it's, uh, uh, it's, but it's always touch and go when, Ameri when American actors tr try to take on the English accent. Yeah, right. I don't know. It's something like because you know, like the American a American accent is just so damn strong. Yeah, it's so damn strong. I didn't and, have to. You know, like and, and you know they, they don't want to weaken it. Yeah, <laughs> but overall as a movie, I mean, it's again, it's it's pretty much the same thing as I said. It's somebody gets, fun. Somebody gets cursed. Somebody then gets uncursed, half uncursed, and then they have to go get some MacGuffin. So they, and they I mean, the first one had the great tie in that the people who let out the mummy. He had to get them and eat their heart, eat their livers, or eat their, you know, organs. They'd, they'd opened his organ jars, he had to steal theirs to come back to life. So that had a kind of a, a bit of drama to it. The second one then was a chase movie, you have to beat him somewhere. 
I think, wasn't it? I had the, yeah, yeah, had yeah, the yeah. kid. So the, the kid was involved, but there was that, that personal involvement. And this is just like, well, we have to stop them. And they say the word mummy like it's going out of fashion. There's like arguments over, hey, I've taken down more mummies than you've ever taken down. You took down one. Yeah, but I took them down twice. <laughs> and a big thing for, you'll know when you, whether you're going like to like, love or hate this movie when the Yetis turn up. I heard about that. I heard There's Yetis in the trailer and they look like, you know, antagonist Yetis, but they actually turn out to be like big furry kittens. And they're in it for a lot longer than you expect. They're not like a one dash villain. They uh, actually help them out a lot and they come off as being bleached Chewbacca. <laughs> it's just odd. It was a very, I thought it was an odd decision to make. And it's just, you just, it's weird. You know, someone calls them down. And Michelle Yeoh's in it as well, which she's kind of, she's, I, she's M- M- Michelle Yeoh takes me out of every single movie she's in. I cannot, I cannot watch Michelle Yeoh in anything. The <laughs> moment she opens her mouth and starts speaking, it's like, oh, for God's sake, shut up. So she's part of the team, you know, the, the same as the Mummy movies. In the Mummy movies, you had that tribe who were like yeah. tasked to protect the Shut up, just, just fight, kick something. Exactly. So Do martial arts. You have an immortal family who's tasked to look after this mummy. But uh, Jet Li only gets a bit of a real chance to shine near the end of it. You know, as I said, once he becomes fully flesh, he's good, then he can get some kick ass on. But you know, it's overall, it's, it's not vanilla enough to be offensive because I didn't get that as well. If it's a movie, like I'll prefer a movie to be shit. Yeah. So we can tear it apart at a later date, or mm-hmm. you know, to be fantastic. But this is, and, and if there's a middle road there where it's like, it's just like this is a waste of money. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's not. I'm not. I'm getting no entertainment value out of this. Yeah. But like this was just, you know, there's a few funny bits. Um, I'd say kids probably will love it. But you know, it's if only if you got nothing else to do. And we go see Iron Man or something again, or fucking Dark Knight. Dark Knight. Go see Dark Knight again. <laughs> go see Dark, yeah. Dark, go see Dark Knight again. Um, yeah. So that's my review of the Mummy. So yeah. Okay. I, I also saw Twenty One. Uh, <laughs> I, fu- you know, I, I'm very. I'm, I was genuinely surprised how much I really enjoyed this this movie. Really? Because I heard bad <laughs> things, or badish things. I heard. Well, I mean, it, it is. It is a fucking. It's like uh, Ocean's Eleven, but the college years. Oh right. Pretty much. Well, it's based upon a book, isn't it? Yeah, it's, ba- it's based on a true story about this guy who just like uh, took these casinos for like uh, all, all this money just so he could uh, afford to uh, go to Harvard Medical School. Oh. Uh, I mean, I haven't read the book, and I don't know how, like how how uh, how much of uh, the uh, the the non-fictional stuff made it into the movie. But what the movie is so easy to enjoy in the sense that you never ever feel like anything's at stake. Oh right. You know, I mean, it's like it's it's directed by you know the guy who directed Legally Blonde. So if you were meant <laughs> so so, so <laughs> now in same thing when you watch Legally Blonde, whether you know like uh, personally I, I hate Legally Blonde. I hated that movie. I didn't see the sequel because uh, uh, I just had such a violent reaction to the first one. Um, hides. You know, you know, it was fucked up. You know, I was like, I, I, I mean, I wanted to start a fight. <laughs> I wanted to kick the chair. The the guy who was sitting in front of me. You just, came out of Legally Blonde the same way I came out of Three Hundred. <laughs> pretty much, but. Uh, but one thing that kind of is that that, that kind of works because I know a lot of people that really like Legally Blonde, and I think when yeah. I was when I was watching, yeah, <laughs> no, because it, the one thing that the movie does do that Legally Blonde did, I'll be getting to Twenty One. There's a reason I'm talking about Legally Blonde. But one thing uh, Legally Blonde did do is that the the tone was perfect for the kind of movie that it was. Yeah. And so what this guy has done is that he's taken that exact same sort of airy tone. Yeah, light, light, and, light and fluffy. Yeah, and put it to this story. And so it's basically like, uh, you know, what would happen if you gave this guy like a darker lighting? <laughs> you know, and it, and it has the same sort of like frothy sort of like, you know, like a, you know, like a whizzy sort of pacing that um, Ocean's Eleven, uh, the, the, the first Ocean's, yeah, Ocean's Eleven had. It's very, very snappy. And it's... The dialogue snappy as well to match that? 
I mean, it's not. I won't. I mean, I won't say that the dialogue is as good as the uh, dialogue in the first Ocean's Eleven. Yeah. Uh, but it's it's by no means bad. Cool. You know, and yeah, they it's predictable. You know exactly what's gonna fucking happen, but you don't mind. Yeah. <laughs> you don't mind because the journey there is actually a lot of fun. Jim Sturgis uh, is a really really good actor. I mean, he, what's he been in? Uh, he was also he was the lead in uh, Across the Universe. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah which is a, which is a good movie. You should see that. It's get, a really really DVD good movie. I mean, uh, preferably uh, under the inf- under the influence <laughs> <laughs> of alcohol. Yes, of course. <laughs> Uh, but no, he's he's a he's a really a big reason the movie works because you know he has this very cool sort of everyman quality. Yeah. He's not like a stud, you know. Um, actually, one one thing that's cool about this movie is that aside from Kate Bosworth, there are very few attractive, like conventionally attractive people. All right, so you can believe them as you, actual real people. You can believe them as actual real people. I mean, like uh, there's there's um, there's a Japanese character in there. He could be Japanese or Korean. I, I'm not too sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. You all look the same to me. <laughs> By the way, I'm half Chinese. Yeah. <laughs> I am really half Chinese. Um, but yeah, he's, you know, but, and he's like, uh, he's an eccentric looking dude. He, he looks like someone that you could very, you know, like uh, someone that you could meet more, more on the street. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, there's another... Um, the Asian more friends, friend season one as opposed to friend season seven. Pretty much. I mean, there's, uh, there, there's another Asian chick in there that's uh, re- really, really good. Uh, and I mean, all the performances uh, are actually really good. Everybody does what they're supposed to do. Um, but Jim Sturgis, because he's not like your conventional sort of leading man, you it helps you buy into the guys. Uh, it, it helps you buy into the drama. He's the anti Leonardo DiCaprio. Pretty much, pretty much. And uh, it's called acting, son. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Lawrence. <laughs> yeah, Lawrence, but, Lawrence Olivia had a Texan accent. But it basically makes it makes tw- it makes the game of uh, of blackjack look like a whole lot of fun. It makes you want to fucking quit school and go out and play blackjack, and you know because even the whole thing where they get caught and like Lawrence Fishburne's like beating the shit out of him. Oh, yeah? yeah, Lawrence Fishburne. He's the guy who uh, wor- he's working the casino. He's basically like a, he's like a dinosaur, uh, in in the sense that he's he's one of these guys whose jobs is slowly becoming extinct because yeah. of new software that's coming out to help uh, police casinos, and. He's essentially like a, a casino profile. Yeah, and he he uh, he catches him out and everything. But and Kevin Spacey is like okay. The general story is that Jim Sturgis's character, uh, whose name is fucking Ben Campbell, uh, he's this. He's basically a genius. He's a math genius. Fucking chemistry like the works. And he's um, he is try, He's hoping to get a scholarship to go to a Harvard Medical School because he cannot afford the tuition, which is something like three hundred and fifty thousand USD. And um, he's in Kevin Spacey's class, this sort of math class, something to do with like fucking valuables or, or logarithms. I don't know shit about math. And uh, he impresses Kevin Spacey in one of his classes by basically saying that um, that Newton stole his uh, theories from someone else whose name I can't remember. Huh. And so Kevin Spacey's like, oh, oh, very good, very good. And then next thing you know, um, uh, this this other student uh, uh, whose character's name is Fisher, can't remember the actor's name. Uh, he turns out to be a cunt in the movie. Uh, but uh, is ne- so the ne- next thing we know is that this guy is leading Jim Sturgis down this dark corridor into this uh, cl- into this sort of like a classroom where a whole bunch of other where a few other students are there, including Kate Bosworth and Kevin Spacey. And Kevin Spacey's there with a deck of cards. Yeah. <laughs> so basically, extracurricular activities. Basically, it's a counting card scheme. Yeah. And uh, they use uh, Jim Sturgis's like photographic memory and like skills with numbers to. Uh, basically count cards yeah and to like memorize everything and which you're not supposed to do which you're not supposed cards. to do yeah it's illegal yeah because there's only so many cards in the deck you should be able to tell what's coming up next so you'll know where to stick or hit pretty much 
And so, you know, the usual bullshit, he's like, no, no, I can't do it, I can't do it, you know, but surely, but sh sure, but slowly, but surely, you know. Especially he's a mathematician. Yeah, he's a good yeah. mathematician. Yeah. He has a crisis of confidence. Yeah. The love of a good woman gets him through. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> it's a Tom Cruise movie. It's a Tom Cruise movie. It's cocktail with cards. Yeah. <laughs> it's a cocktail waiter. He's a but, pretty good cocktail waiter. Yeah, but it's, but it's, uh, it's a very, it, it has this very breezy air to it that, you know, you you know that they're gonna fucking win out in the end. You it's know, a good Sunday afternoon movie. It's a good Sunday afternoon movie, exactly. I mean, I would pay matinee for this movie. Yeah, I, I would give it. I would give it like three. I would give it three stars. Oh yeah. Are we doing but, stars by the way? I would give you know the no, mommy I mean, that, at C. That, that, that's just something that I do. I mean, like I mean, like uh, you know, like how how would I rate it if I had to rate it? Actually, fuck it. Let's do numbers. Numbers. I'd yeah. say we do different ones all the time just to confuse people. Okay. Yeah, that sounds good too. Seven over ten. I'd give uh, twenty-one seven over ten. All right. Okay, um, so we're going to have a lot more features as we go along. We've just hit the hour mark, so we probably will tidy this up a little bit more for the next one. So Absolutely, I think in, an hour and a bit should be our limit, hopefully. So, you know, coming, well, it's actually too late now. You've already hit the hour mark if you listen to this. Yes. So we'll, um, we'll try and keep it anyway now. We, we'll should, we, quick, should get, we should get like a clock. Yeah, have a you quick. Know, it's, it's, like, it's bizarre that we're doing this and we don't have any fucking stopwatch or Well, there's a clock on the thing there. It's just, yeah, but it's, it's over there. It's right over there. In yeah, the no, I'm doing the techie thing. Go back first. I want to just do what, have a quick look at what's coming out this coming week and what we'll see what we want to go see or not before we do the top 10. We'll finish off with the top 10 then. So coming up next week, there's a 4BIA, which is a Thai movie. Nothing about that. <laughs> La Lingerie, Cantonese movie, comedy apparently. Yeah. La Lingerie. Mirrors I have heard of. It's Keeper Sutherland. It's Keeper Sutherland, directed by the guy who directed the uh, the Hills Have Eyes. Yeah, the Hills Have Eyes. And what it's Alexandra a, Ajay or something. It's, a, it's based upon, it's another one of these Korean rip-off movies. Yeah, but I, I hear that uh, the only thing they've ripped off is ba the basic concept. Is yeah. That it's a whole new sort of story. So I think it's it's a dead people trapped behind mirrors. Something like that. I mean, the, the Red Band trailer um, that I saw was really cool. Yeah. I mean, it had a lot of cool gore. So for those of you who don't know, uh, when you look at trailers online, the Red Band is usually the over version yeah so at least it's going for an over 18's rating then, which is cool so you, you know, should also try and look at the red band trailer for uh, uh, wanted and if you haven't seen the movie cause, yeah uh, yeah because like that's a, that's a cool it put the, everything that's cool about the movies in there yeah and uh, the red band trailer for Tropic Thunder is also really 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 funny go check that out yeah so that's that's not coming out for a good while yeah isn't it Tropic Thunder uh, that's coming out next week in the States next week in the States yep so for those of you again we should touch on this again because it's something that we're looking forward to uh, <laughs> Tropic Thunder Tropic Thunder is Ben Stiller and Jack, Jack Black, Black Robert and Downey, Downey Jr. Jr. Robert Downey Jr. is having a kick-ass year he's um, going to be playing Sherlock Holmes <laughs> For oh, for Guy Ritchie, for oh, Guy Ritchie. No. Well, I mean, let's see, let's see how rock, rock, uh, rock and roll, rock and roller does. Yeah, well, rock and roller looks like Snatch Part Two, um, which is not necessarily a bad thing. Yeah. So, um, yeah, mirrors, and then we have Star Wars: The Clone Wars, which I wasn't really that interested in until I heard I heard one good review from a source I trust. Really? Yeah. I, I've always been looking forward to it actually. Yeah. Because I, I believe that this is the, this is the best way for Star Wars to be. Yeah. And uh, I think and it's, it's it looks like this is the turning point where George relinquishes the reins. As far as I know, he's had minimal. Thank fucking God. So there'll be no more talk of sand. Stupid, stupid Lucas. And uh, so for those of you who don't know, this is the the Clone Wars is basically Star Wars Episode Two Point Five. Yeah. Between... It's, it's all the stuff that happens between Attack of the Clones and uh, Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. So. Um, so it, and I it's guess a slightly it's... more heroic. Chris, uh, heroic Anakin than the, you know the whiny petulant brat that was in the movies I would imagine that it probably jumps off from um, the uh, the Clone Wars animated series yeah I think, that, I think they're covering a lot of the same bases but it's the same core concept but um, 
you know, with been, more, with more, and they've, you know, this, they've, they've, they've been discussing. They can tell different stories. So the TV show, God only knows when we'll get it over here. I think it's starting in October in the states. I think is it? I'm not too sure. I mean, I to be perfectly honest with you, I kind of zoned out Star Wars, Star Wars wise lately. I mean, yeah. it's just like fuck's sake. Yeah, and, I mean, you know, for those, I mean, we've we've talked about the movies we like already, and you know, there's a certain time period there, and Star Wars falls slap bang in the middle of it, but you know. <laughs> Seeing someone piss all over your far- childhood and then set it on fire will kind of, you know, remove that kind of warm it feeling kinda, you had kinda, for the originals. Yeah, it kind of pisses you off just a little bit because then when you do watch the originals, you know, you're just basically, you know, it's like watching a home movie of an ex-girlfriend you never got over. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> why, George? Why? God, Jesus. I mean, just to sell toys, George. Just for, just for toys. Two words. Jar. Bleeding. Jar. Yeah. Anyway, we also got uh, Wally, Wally, which I'll be I'll be going to see that. There's no, the, I've been looking at trailers. I've been talking about this movie for fucking ever. Everything I've heard about this, everything I've seen, looks great. I mean, I, cool. I'm, I mean, I'm in love with that little box. It looks cool. Ian will be Ian will be reviewing Wally. Yeah, <laughs> and probably Star Wars. I got a lot of time. All right, I'll, I'll probably I'll probably um, review uh, Mirrors, and I'm gonna try and catch either this Thai movie or this Cantonese movie. Yeah, I'm gonna, if I'm going with titles, I'll probably go with uh, La Lingerie. Yeah. <laughs> I might try and grab Sarah for getting Sarah Marshall as well because I have heard it's worth reviewing. Yeah, because you were supposed to review that day yet. Yeah, I got yeah, Well, it's just as well because we kind of went on. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so we're going to wrap up with the uh, Malaysian uh, top 10 at the box office and then the US uh, top 10 box office. Um, the number one movie in Malaysia this week was The Mummy 3, Tomb of the Dragon Emperor. Yep. Dark Knight at number two. Still hanging in there. Great movie. Kusilana number three. Have you seen that? No. No. What is it? I don't know. Do you have any idea? No. Nope. I have no idea either. We'll number try to be a bit more informed next time as well. Number four is uh, I'm Not Single. No idea. Uh, that's a Chinese movie? Yeah. Nope. Or is it Korean? One of those two. Okay. okay. And at number five was uh, The X-Files, I Want to Believe. Number six was Red Cliff, part one. That's, like- the, uh, that's the, John, the new John Woo movie. Yeah, which had the most confusing trailer I've ever seen yeah, in my that, entire that life. That was the... St- most fucked up trailer I've ever seen in my life. I, I mean, hope that's not the international. I've trailer. never actually just I've never actually missed Voiceover Man explained to me what's going yeah, on. Yeah, what you the know? fuck was going on? Even the subtitles were not in time. You yeah, know, it's the like subtitles were at a time. There was just random. It looked like a pop video. It looked like the, um, the like thirty the new, seconds to Mars. It looked video. like the new John Woo movie. <laughs> 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 I'm, I'm sure it's pretty good. What's his name? The the, the Chinese actors who were in it are pretty good. Yeah, I should put yeah, numbers yeah. there next time. Uh, and then number seven, we have Sex in the City, the movie. Which you should probably see just to review it as well. Probably, uh, you can see it. I don't want to see the movie. <laughs> and number eight was Journey to the Center of the Earth, Brendan Fraser, being Brendan Fraser. Do you and know which cinemas here are showing that in 3D? Because I was looking at it. It's in some places. It's Mid-Valley. Mid-Valley is in 3D place. Yeah, you got to check it out. Yeah, so, I mean, if you're not going to go see it in 3D, don't bother. It's the whole selling point. And at number nine, we have Kung Fu Hip Hop, which is another uh, Chinese offering. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Kung, Kung Fu Hip Hop. And at number 10, rounding out the top 10, is Hellboy 2, The Golden Army. Yeah. Uh, number one in the US box office, Dark Knight, Dark still Knight. holding on. Still holding on. They're at number two, uh, The Mummy uh, debuted at number two, Tomb of the Dragon Emperor. Step Brothers number three, the Will, Will Ferrell, Ferrell and, and uh, John, John C. Reilly. They're two brothers. It's basically, you know what you're getting. It's a Will Ferrell movie. It's a Will Ferrell movie, but uh, with those two together, it gives me hope because they were fucking great in Talladega Nights. Shake and bake. Shake and bake. Fuck you. <laughs> Mamma Mia at number four. Which I've heard is so bad that it actually is great. Yep. I think that's something we're going... Has it been out here yet? It's not in the box um, office. I know, I don't think... I've no, seen posters, but I think I will subject myself to that just because I've heard Pierce Brosnan can't sing at all. Like we needed to, you know, see a fucking... I, I, I want to see, see an X-Bond sing. I want to see an X-Bond sing. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see Meryl Streep in this. The cast they have in no, this is no, 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 ridiculous. No, I, I love the cast. I mean, it's such a ridiculous cast. Fucking Colin Firth. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, okay, and at uh, number five is Journey to the Center of the Earth, 
Swing Vote, uh, number six. That's the new Kevin Costner movie that uh, is debuting at number six, which is probably not very good news for Mr. Costner. Uh. I'm a little upset by this because uh, of late, Kevin Costner has slowly been, been winning me back. I like the way that I like. I've, I've been enjoying the, his performances more lately. Like uh, I, I really loved him in The Upside of Anger. No oh, yeah. And uh, I I didn't think the movie was that great, but I loved his performance in Mr. Brooks. I still have to see that. I've heard great it's, things. It's it's a cool it's a cool. I mean. There are things in there where you're really like, why the fuck is that there? Yeah. You know, why does that, like, Demi Moore, what the fuck are you doing in this movie? Get the <laughs> fuck off. You know, uh, you know, but the, the good thing about watching Demi Moore in a movie now is that it makes me a bigger fan of Bruce Willis. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he put up with that shit. You know, it's like, dude, I respect you, man. You know, it's like, and, you know, and, and it's such bizarre irony that Ashton Kutcher is the guy who's finally getting punked. <laughs> For life. <laughs> Uh, I can I can certainly see the words ir irreconcilable differences popping up in that guy's vocabulary oh, somewhere yeah. down the line. You know, it's like you know she ain't gonna look like the chick from Charlie's Angels two forever. You, know? <laughs> you dumb shit. She's not looking like the chick from GI Jane. <laughs> okay, and it, uh, so yeah, I was kind of and swing vote. From what I hear, it's basically about an American uh, presidential election that uh, they come to. A, it's, it's basically swing vote is a term for when it all it, the whole election hangs on one man's vote. And uh, it hangs on Kevin Costner's character's uh, vote, and oh. he's basically like a, like a hick. Oh, cool! You know, so like, meet Joe Dirt. Yeah, meet Joe Dirt goes to Washington. Basically, and it sounded like a really cool concept. Hmm. You know, so sold. I, I, I want to see it. Although the reviews have not been great, yeah. but it's got a really interesting cast. It's him, Kelsey Grammer, uh, Dennis Hopper, oh. uh, some really interesting people in it. And number, uh, seven, number seven, Hancock. 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 I still have not seen it. No, I, and again, judging by what we we like to review, we do want to see it. But we, I've heard such bad things about I've the, heard mid, really, the mid, midway swing. I've heard really mixed things about it. The people that I've spoken to actually, they 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 either really really loved it or they just like hated it. How telling is it? It's not in the uh, Malaysian box office anymore. Box office top ten. Holy shit! Yeah. Yeah. All right. Good up, good up you guys, Malaysian. Okay, <laughs> Malaysian Malay. <laughs> And uh, at number, number eight, eight is, is Wally. -E. At number nine, The X Files. I want to believe. And number ten, Space Chimps. So the only reason I want to see Space Chimps is for Patrick. Is for uh, fucking Patrick Warburton. Patrick Warburton. Yeah. <laughs> so he was there. He was there. Will Smith's stand-in replacement until Tommy Lee Jones turned up in Men in Black Two. And he's just a great voice. When you hear him, you'll know him. Think all sorts of things. So. Oh, and that's an animated movie. It's not Pixar. It's is it fuck? Is it DreamWorks Animation? No. I don't. I don't think it's DreamWorks. I'm not too sure. I think. I think it's like Universal or something. Yeah. So it's another just animated comedy. So Guardians. Another one that's coming out soon. Actually, have you seen the trailers for um, Aliens versus Monsters? No. So <laughs> it's, it's it 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 sells the it sold the concept already. It's um, Reese Witherspoon's in it. It's animated, but Reese Witherspoon is basically the 50 foot woman. Holy shit! And she teams. <laughs> she, the aliens attack, and she has to turn up with this oddball group of one is a giant blob. One is oh god, there's a oh the, the head guy is Professor Cockroach. He was trying to, you know, imbue humans with the powers of cockroaches, and he just has a giant cockroach. I actually know nothing about the movie. I mean, I've heard the title. Yeah. I've heard the title uh, being like uh, bandied around, like on the, on the some of the websites. But I know absolutely nothing about it. That sounds ridiculous. Yeah, and they have this. Was it, I think this one was called Grub. Who's this giant? Cute. Looks like half cross between a squirrel and a bug. He's a giant grub thing, and he's even bigger than the fifty foot woman. And there's just there's a great shot online if you Google it. It has just him, at, you know, walking by the San Francisco Bridge. And it just—he's like—he's completely round. He's like, uh, it just looks brilliant. It looks—it looks funny. I'm sold. So no signs of the aliens yet, but hopefully they'll look cool and hopefully they won't suck. But um, yeah, I think that's it for this week. That's it. 
So uh, in case you've forgotten, you listen to mcyappandfries.com. Um, you should be able to subscribe via iTunes next week or something like that. Maybe I'll have that up and running as well. Podcasts will be available on the website. And uh, happy sailing. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye. Bye.